0: Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner.
1: Good evening, everybody. It's Cheryl, Solo in the City, Saturday night, and you know what we're here to talk about? Relating, a dating, and mating. That is what Solo in the City is all about. And tonight, remember, I'm here for you, and I'm looking forward to getting your calls. 514-790-0800. And I think you're going to want to call in tonight and weigh in and maybe vote whether you think love and politics can mix. You know, liberals, conservative, NDP, or Democrat, Republican, can people from opposite viewpoints mix and mingle? So that's what we're talking about tonight. 790 And I'm really hoping you're going to call in or if you want text 8255. That's star 8255. And what I want to do right now, though, is get right to what I always love to do. And that is give Advice, And I'm going to go into my inbox right away and pull up a question that came in from somebody through the Solo in the City website. And it's from Micheline and she wrote, Dear Cheryl, I have been in a long term relationship for seven years now. Both my boyfriend and I are 27. That's a long relationship for uh, young people. And she says, "'We met in university. We have our ups and downs, but in the past six months, I have noticed a big change. I have noticed that he has started to dress differently, is going to the gym more at night, and doesn't want me to come.'" He also is styling his hair differently and wearing new aftershave. He's also less passionate when it comes to intimacy. I read somewhere that if your partner changes a lot, all of a sudden it means maybe he is cheating on you. I've tried to ask him if he's unhappy with us and he you know, doesn't say he wants to break up. He actually responded, don't be silly. Everything is fine. Cheryl, it's not. What is your advice? Well, in a case like this, there's probably two options. Number one is he's going to the gym, he's decided to take better care of himself, and Sometimes when you do make these type of changes and say, you know, I want to be more, I want to take pride in myself, you know, we call it man grooming. um, It can also affect, especially if he's going to the gym more, it can also affect his um, desire in the bedroom. You know, it can slow down his libido a little bit. So I wouldn't jump to a conclusion. But the other side is, yes, you are right. There is a lot of studies that have shown that when men start to change these things, Often it is a woman's influence. It doesn't necessarily mean he's cheating, but it can be another woman's influence. So the thing here is also the best thing you can do is follow your intuition. You know, usually we know inside when something's up and it might not be cheating, but it might be something that you should address. So don't just ask me if you want to break up, sit down, have a conversation. And you know what? Be authentic and also don't be afraid to be vulnerable and say that, you know, there's things that are bothering you, that it's not so great. You wrote to me, Cheryl, it's not, okay? Well, tell him that you're having problems within the relationship. Communication is Everything. And you know, the fact is you have been together since you're 20. It's a long time for two people. Often it's seven years. That's when things do happen because changes happen. It doesn't mean it's over. It means you just might have to reestablish certain things between you. So sit down, have that conversation. And then if you still have questions, call me. Remember, I have an 800 number. It's 844-744-SOLO. I'm here for you all the time to answer those questions. And again tonight, 514 790 800 here on CJAD. Give me a shout. I'm here to listen to your questions, help you get through some possibly politically <laughs> unrestful questions that you might have or conversations. Now, normally I go straight to the dating news, but tonight's dating news is also um, from an article that I read and it's from It's Just Lunch. It's a dating blog and also a matchmaking company. And it has a lot of statistics about Love and politics, and the crossover. You know, can you cross party lines? So, normally I do this on my own, but tonight I want to bring in my first guest right away because I think he'll have a lot to say about this matter. Uh, Joining me in studio is you'll know him. He is Neil Dropkin. You hear him a lot on CJAD. He's also a frequent guest on CTV News and as well on Breakfast Television. And he was also a former parliamentary chief of staff and of course, a successful lawyer. Welcome to the show, Neil. It's great to be here, Cheryl. Okay, so this is all up your alley, right? Because it's love and politics. And I'm sure even within your own love life, you've had to deal with meeting people and do you get into a relationship with somebody that has opposite political views?
2: Well that's an excellent question and um, you know it's difficult because if you're as passionate a conservative as I am and you meet a liberal or somebody who supports another political orientation then it's going to cause some difficulty perhaps because look when you ascribe to a certain political view there's a set of common values that you share with the membership of of your party and um, you would expect the person you're dating the person you may want to marry your mate your sexual partner will share the same type of common values that you do. And if they don't, that can lead to a lot of debate and uh, may lead to somewhat of an acrimonious relationship. Uh, And it goes to the very core values that we believe in whether we should save or whether we should spend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, But that, that's that's part of the point, though, that I wanted to say also, though, because in this study that was um, done by It's Just Lunch, they said 63% said they would only date people who have similar political opinions and beliefs. But then, you know, think about this. What happens if you... Um, Oh, I don't know. For instance, one's a, one's a carnivore and one's a vegan, you know. There's so many things that can come in conflict in a relationship. So whether it's political or something else, money issues, just how you're, or how you're going to raise your children, or in this province, English versus French sometimes. Um, don't you think that it's part of giving the other person room to mm-hmm. have their opinion?
2: Sure it is, and uh, certainly it's not the only thing you've got to look at, of course. You have to look at your degree of compatibility in all kinds of different areas. But um, certainly it's an important factor, and uh, especially for someone like me who, who has run for parliament, I would like to think that the person I am involved with will vote for me if they have the opportunity to do so and not are going to support their own political party. As a matter of fact, some of my friendships have ended because people have said, listen, I have been a liberal all my life, and I can't vote for you. And I said, but I've been your friend all your <laughs> life, too. So, so. And um, then they unfriended you on Facebook. Well, How do you, you feel about
1: love and politics? Has any election or your political beliefs caused or is causing trouble in your relationships? Call us, 514-790-800, and a weigh in on your beliefs. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800.
0: This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Lesnar on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
1: We are back. And based on what just happened in the U.S. this week and Donald Trump becoming the president, we are talking about love and politics. Joining me in studio here at CJAD is Neil Drapkin. He's a successful Montreal lawyer and as well has had a long history in the political arena. And uh, we have uh, some statistics we were talking about, right, Neil?
2: Yes, we were.
1: We were. But I also do want to bring in right now our second guest. Um, We call this Cupid's Table because I like to think that we're always getting to the heart of the matter. And joining me also and Neil is Sterling Downey. He is the city councillor for Verdun and obviously active in many different political arenas as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So um, I want to just kind of jump back because we were talking about whether or not people can mix politics and their beliefs in politics. And I know, Neil, you wanted to kind of have a comment about that because I was saying that, you know, that's conflict resolution and whether it's politics or another aspect of our our relationship world we have to deal with these conflicts you know Maria Schreiber and well okay it's not the best thing because they're not together anymore but it wasn't politics that split her and Arnold Schwarzenegger up and Democrat Republican right so Neil what was the Well, you wanted, I, I right? want
2: to give you a practical example of something that happened to me actually I was in a, a bar in Florida and um, I was eyeing a lady across the bar and and she I guess was eyeing me too and at a certain point in time she approached me and we had a very pleasant conversation and until we got on to the subject of uh, the gun laws in the United States. And I'm uh, vigorously opposed to those carrying and all the kinds of craziness that goes on south of the border. And as soon as I told her that, well, gee whiz, she informed me that um, she's a licensed uh, gun carrier and she has a number of, uh, of guns at home and I think in her car as well. And when I kind of said, wow... Uh she walked the other way and there was it. The, the, uh. the light went out. And I said, but can I have your phone number? And she just walked away. So, so there's a, a perfect practical example. Oh, of that'd... how one's politics perhaps can get in the way of a budding relationship.
1: Well, one of the things, um, Sterling, um, was we were talking about the fact that through the survey that was done and commentation uh, uh, comments by It's Just Lunch, it's a dating blog, they also made another statistic and they showed that 41% of men and 40% of women, basically the same, think it's risky to top politics on a first date. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, before I get your comments on this, it's 100% the wrong thing to talk about on a first date. Like, let them get to know you a little bit before you, like, dive into confrontation. What do you think, Sterling?
0: Unless you're elected. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's a problem, right?
1: Well, okay, yeah. So, I mean, obviously in a situation like, well, both of you or yourself, um, They'll already know that, but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to have the conversation about what side of the party divide they're on. Yeah, you, know? you
0: definitely don't have to have the debate. Right. I don't think you have to have a debate. Yeah,
1: Because, you know, one of the things is with relationships and, and something that I always talk about when it comes to the dating world and going out on that first date, let's say, is to keep it away from what you do as a living you know get to know what it is that you're passionate about and I know you're gonna say I'm passionate about politics Mm -hmm. but but other things the things that you love to do you know and and same thing for instance you don't necessarily want on your um, you know if you're online dating you don't necessarily want to put that you have you know three dogs and two cats like kind of leave certain things to the imagination and let somebody get to know you first. Like I always say, fall in love with me and then we'll worry about the dog. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I guess I've always had somewhat of a public life, you know, and I think that when you have a public life, people, when you meet them, most of the time people know you already and you you might wanna believe that you're, you're meeting somebody for the first time and that they have no clue who you are or what you do. But, you know, it depends on how you meet them, too. If somebody approaches me online or if I've received, you know, any advances online or something, chances are the person's researched or they know who they're approaching. So that's changed the game a little bit, I think, when, when we come to social media nowadays. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I was listening, listening to what Neil was saying, and it's, it's interesting. It's like being in politics... Well, I like to debate, right? I like this. This is what drives me. This is what kind of gets me going. I guess my engine's revving and I'm in the opposition. So it's like, I, I love a good debate. I like to try to not necessarily convert somebody, but try to understand. And when you mix that with, with love and relationships, I kind of think about, you know, there's nothing better than having a little bit of angry, angry lovemaking sometimes or a little <laughs> bit of take, you know, but I mean, and I'm saying this in all due sincerity, it's, it's, it's nice. Sometimes opposites attract and as long as there's a level of respect in the discussion... There
1: you have it. It's the respect level. As long as For you're not talking, talking to
2: each other, everything's fine. <laughs> but, but, doing I, I, other things. We, we actually you have, have, have a texter.
1: We have somebody who uh, just wrote in and she said, I just found out my boyfriend likes Donald Trump, like the guy, but can't stand Trump. What do you say about that, Neil?
2: I think she needs to be concerned about the guy, because if he likes Donald Trump, that reveals quite a bit about him. You um, think so? Does he like the fact that uh, Donald Trump groped women? She should ask him these questions. What does he like about Donald Trump? And then she can come to her own assessment as to whether she continues to like the guy.
1: That's a very, very good point. So, But what you're basically saying is get back to conversation, like ask questions, find out what makes this guy tick. Right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, listen, I mean, people change too, right? When they get to know somebody, I mean, people come into a situation with their opinions and their, their reasons for thinking the way that they do. And I think, and you have to ask yourself the factors that surround that. Like, why does this guy like Trump? Like, where is he getting his information? What circle is he in that he's getting this information from? So why does he like him, again? And then maybe listening to somebody else with an interesting point of view or something may actually help his opinion evolve. So therefore, this is where this dialogue, to me, sometimes is interesting. And it can get risky.
1: And it's not about changing the opinion. You're listening to Solo in the City. We are talking about relating and dating and communicating and most importantly, love and politics right here on CJAD. And we are joined by Neil and Sterling, uh, both politicians. So, you know, you both have very strong opinions on this because you're from the political world, right? But there are so many people out there that don't come from that political world. So if you removed yourself from that that standpoint and thought about it objectively, would you not possibly agree that certain possibly contentious um situations or issues can be avoided on a first date? What do you
2: think? Sure they can as long as politics and religion don't come up, you know, they say that you shouldn't speak about either subject. Um, and perhaps that uh, that's true. Uh, although I think Sterling and I would like to think that we're such good politicians that <laughs> <laughs> oh, w- you can w- sway w- us Whomever to change we, the vote, we were right? dating. We'd be able to convince <laughs> to convert. Yeah, yeah. To well, our there, there's position. that conversion thing. That's uh, <laughs> in the same way people convert for religious purposes. I think we can convey that they may be willing to convert for political purposes as well.
1: You know this uh, this uh, statistics that I was talking about from this blog from Itch just lunch. They were talking a little bit about what you were saying, Sterling, about passion, and they said fifty eight percent of men, but only thirty eight percent of women, think that dating someone who has opposite political opinions might not make a good long term relationship, but it could create some fantastic passion <laughs> you okay. know it's there's something about that heated moment right that just takes you away
0: well you know we're talking about religion we're talking about politics but also we live in a province let's be honest where language has always been a contentious issue and and a contentious political issue and i mean as an anglophone and i mean i'm a quebecer i speak both languages perfectly i've always viewed myself as that i don't really say anglo or franco i'm just a montreal or a quebecer but uh you know i've dated a lot throughout my life of of women who are French, and I mean their political views. If they're if they're for separation or, or whatever it is, it doesn't bother me because that doesn't you know it, that's their choice as much as mine might be one thing. And even discussing it isn't a threat because the idea, as long as we can communicate, I speak French, they speak English, whatever the deal is, we get along. It doesn't really matter to to us as a relationship. And maybe maybe if you were having a child and then it was talking about moving or things like that, then it would be contentious. But off off the get-go, I think, as Montrealers, we're faced with political issues all the time in our relationships.
1: Oh, I, I agree. Look, I, I happen to be dating somebody who is French-Canadian, and I'm sure we didn't always have the same political views. And the truth is, we don't necessarily talk about it, you know, because I think that there could be different opinions and strong beliefs in where we're both coming from. So that there are certain things that we just don't talk about. You know, and and yet at the same time, if you last year, I actually had um, on the show, uh, Lord Conrad Black, and we were talking about the fact that he and his wife have opposite viewpoints on politics. And he says it makes for interesting conversation at the breakfast table. Like, And it's a very intelligent, respectful communication that they share. So I, I think that opposites, by the way, when you talk about opposites, I also want to comment on the fact that it's not opposites on things like politics that's. Crucial in a relationship, it's having the same values about who you are and how you want to live. That is very important in the relationship. Neil, I, I can see you're sitting there. Well, you're just <laughs> dying to jump in I, on this and try and woo me and make me want to vote another way. I'm going to convince you to vote conservative. Tonight,
2: Carol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I who think? Who said
1: I do or don't? Oh, I, I, I just, haven't. I you haven't know, given. Just you
2: saying here. Please. But um, it's a first day. You know, you yeah, haven't done yeah. this before. You have never well, been at my table no, before. I have not been. But You know something? I think it's also a function of whether this is going to be a short-duration relationship, as in perhaps a one-night stand, or whether it's going to be a long-term relationship. Perhaps in the shorter term, it really doesn't matter what your politics are. And maybe it makes for some interesting debate and other things. But if it's going to be a longer-term relationship, then the values are going to kick in eventually. And that discussion and that debate is going to come up. And it may leave you in a place where you don't want to be. So, at least from my perspective, you know, I'm an open book. I'm a conservative and that's who I am
1: and we can't change each other that's really what it comes down to so love and politics and respect and um, finding the happy medium which uh, well we'll find out what that is we are talking about love and politics you can call us 790 0800 or star 8255 and tell us do you think you can cross the party lines whatever side you're on can you make it work with somebody on the other side in a few minutes we are going to continue the conversation with Sterling Downey and Neil Drapkin right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800.
0: Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
1: We are... At CJAD tonight, it's Saturday night, we've just come off of the election, so we are, t- with well, the U.S. elections that is, and we're talking about love and politics. Joining me in studio is Neil Drapkin, as well as Sterling Downey, and we have been talking a lot about can different parties work together? Can we, you know, marry um, into opposite political Arenas and really cross that party line, but I wanted to ask you both because you're both single guys, right? And yeah, something like you know. that. <laughs> mm, kinda, no, maybe. What, what do you mean, maybe, Sterling? There, this one you have to make a vote, yes or no. There's no okay. gray. It's not just the gray that's on my head, right?
0: It's my life is gray.
1: You're, no, your life actually tonight you look fantastic. By the Thank way, you. I want you to know this man is a strong. Confident man, he has walked in here tonight in his kilt. I love it. You look great. Great legs. Thank you. I, I think Neil might be a little jealous, right? I just want
2: the listeners to know I did not walk you in. You did with a kilt. not walk I'm in. Not <laughs> wearing no, 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 no.
1: Both very debonair men. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let's, Sterling. I wanted to kind of talk about your, your past and everything because one of the things whether it's as a politician or you know within the relationship it's finding balance mm-hmm. and you were married yep. correct yep. and uh, you met your ex-wife when you were not quite in the political arena right not at
0: all involved in politics yeah. right
1: and then all of a sudden <laughs> things change very quickly because this is the other thing that I want to talk about is how things can change very drastically in a relationship and going back to matching value systems mm-hmm. and, and falling in love with the person's value and not necessarily what they do for a living. Well, so yeah. that's what really where you came from, right? Yeah,
0: well it was interesting because <clears throat> you know I've worked for myself for many years and worked in different industries mostly arts and culture and community and uh, my ex-wife um, who I'm separated from who I have enormous respect for and I want to I make that very clear uh, was a school teacher and uh, so working with youth and wanting to help and mentor so we connected on, obviously, those things and those values. And, I mean, teachers put an enormous amount of time in, in, in terms of... And our, uh, our public servants, I mean, they're serving our communities. Um, and it was funny because her grandparents... And one of the funny things was her grandparents never accepted me because I, I only have a high school education. She has a university degree and all this stuff. And uh, it was always... That was a point of contention. And when I was asked to run in politics, all of a sudden, they liked me. And then the family, like it was a little bit more settled. And then I won... And we got married, uh, it's important to say, like we, we got engaged, and we got married the month before the elections, and then I got elected. So, career change, huge learning curve and responsibility to, towards the community and the people that elected me. Um, no time to be at home and technically be there. So, you know, it's it's kind of selfish in some way, but you're serving other people. So, you have a responsibility when it's your first go at it in politics, and if you have no actual background or foundation in it, then you have to learn as much as you can, invest that time. It's like somebody, it would be like going in a relationship with somebody who's going to university full-time and they, they're writing their thesis or they're, they're doing a doctorate. It would be the same thing. They have to do it.
1: So it's taking on two huge... Two huge life-changing experiences all at once, change Absolutely. of job and a marriage, yeah. and and it, it caused problems for you, right? Absolutely,
0: and know. then my wife even, she, got a, she had a career change, she went from a teacher to a VP, so it was a complete change, and all of a sudden it was, let's have, you know, now, okay, let's have a child, let's renovate the house, let's do all of this, and it was like, that's not feasible all at once. No, not if not if you're serious about the things that you do.
1: Right. Uh, well, for, for some people, they can. But I think, um, you know, you and I had talked about this briefly. And, and I don't know if you've ever had this, Neil, within your relationship world. But um, one of the things that you were saying was, you know, that work, you know, this new political arena was your focus. And I asked you quite simply, did you prioritize that absolutely. over the relationship? Because, hmm. and and you know, sometimes hmm. you can spend a lot of time doing one thing. You know, like myself, you know, starting solo in the mm-hmm. city and everything at a time where I was starting a relationship. But I, I made a very apparent and very um, uh, aw- my partner very aware that I was also going to prioritize him. It may not be in time, and it may not always be a lot of time. But when we are together, he knows that as a relationship, that is part of a priority. What about well, it's It's
2: important to underscore that if you're immersed in the political world and you aspire. To political office and you're going to run in a campaign it's a very public affair and that is why the inevitable question always and it's not you know it's not a sexist question but the the question that always arises is would that person become a good political wife or husband,
1: or husband uh, because yeah, if absolutely. they don't
2: like the limelight if they don't like meeting people if they don't like going to events Uh, They're going to be very unhappy, and you're going to be out there by yourself. We're
1: talking about love and politics here on Soul in the City on CJAD 800, and I want to just make a comment about that, because I'm not from the political, but I am very much in the social world, and I had that happen with me within my marriages, that I was always out at events and everything, and it was very apparent that... He sometimes felt like a fish out of water when we were at these events and everything and and wanted my attention, but my attention was, I'm running an event. Um, I am the host of an event. That is my focus for tonight. However, going back to some of the things that we were talking about before and prioritizing or letting somebody know how important they are and, and giving that meant me saying, listen, I have to do this, but when I come home tonight, you're going to get 100% of my attention. So it's really giving somebody the essence that they are a priority and that they should feel secure while you're out doing your thing. And you're shaking your head, Sterling, like you're... No, main... but you're right.
0: It comes down to self-confidence because and, and, and because, commitment because if you don't nurture it, I made that mistake. I didn't know how to balance that. And I mean, I would do things differently now, obviously, because now I know, but that's the problem is your partner as secure as they can be and as much as you respect them and as much as they can be amazing at what they do, they're a human being. And at the end of the day, if they start to question their relationship and start to feel worse about themselves, they feel less sexy, they feel less attractive, they feel less intelligent. Then it becomes a self-esteem issue and things just start going downhill. As partners, we have a responsibility to, to maintain each other's self-esteem to a certain degree. I know that when my marriage wasn't going well, I didn't perform well or didn't have a lot of confidence in the political arena when my relationship was going well, you come at me with a ton of bricks and I'm going through it. It's, it's right. not. So I think I think that we can all relate to that. So it's that balance.
1: 514-7900-800 or star8255 text us, how do you feel about love and politics and uh, marrying the two together? We do have a text coming in. It's from Joseph. I am dating a new woman and she is great, but she likes Donald Trump. She says he is... Honest. I don't agree. I also had another text earlier from somebody who was saying that she, um, can we pull that one back up if we can? Uh, Basically, the whole household is divide. I mean, she was talking about her husband is on one political divide. The children, I think, were both NDP. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was a whole
2: fruit bowl of of political (laughs) beliefs on that. What do you think? Well, again, I I think this gentleman should ask her, What she likes about Donald Trump, it may be very telling in terms of whether he wants to think of he's going to have a long term relationship with her because he may end up finding out that the kinds of things she likes about Donald Trump are the kinds of things he hates about Donald Trump and they may be deal breakers. But just getting back to the point about um, the partner, the spouse, we have a perfect illustration of that now south of the border. Um, Donald Trump is very well supported by Melania Trump and right. she is playing the role very with a lot of dignity um, you, you saw her yesterday and it was a complete full day and yet she's thriving and uh, she enhances him and he needs a lot of enhancement believe me so um, <laughs> in this case she is his better half in fact she's his better whole uh, and but she's playing playing the role with a lot of dignity and a lot of honor, and I have to tip my hat off to her. It's, uh, she's only had the role a day, and she already looks like she's grown into it.
1: And and that's something also, uh, you know, when I talk about value systems and everything and marrying the person, because, You know, Melania did not marry a politician. She married a billionaire, and she thought she was (laughs) going to live that life. And now all of a sudden... She's married to a public servant. (laughs) She's (laughs) married... I I wonder if he wants to call himself a public servant, but that that is what what he is now. But, you know, it does mean that your life changes. So, for instance, with you, Sterling, your wife married you in the roles that you were playing at the time and then all of a sudden boom you're in the political arena you're staying out uh, your attention is you know spread and the attention to the relationship was not high on the totem pole well i
0: also grew as a person right like i mean when and, and we had a lot of discussions before i was elected about what this meant 'Cause I wasn't sure what it meant. I wasn't sure what it was going to mean or what it was what it was gonna be. And I didn't even think I was gonna win. I mean that was the reality was I was doing this because I had a responsibility to my community to try and to stand up for things and try to mobilize people. And when I won, I still remember the night of the election, when I won I was I was declared, you know, elect by by, by count and even though it wasn't official, media declared it. And it was surreal for me because I was like, But what does this change now? And the thing is, it's just I grew as a person. I, I became not different i didn't my values my principles all these things that made me who i am were there and even and if not even stronger the th- and and my responsibilities i took on even more seriously which which are attractive qualities but
1: they are very attractive they're time time consuming. they are time consuming
0: and i wonder if millennia, like i wonder how long she'll be able to do that for right it's easy at the beginning, but then it becomes tiresome. So
1: we're soon going to find out, I guess, and time will tell. And time will tell also about where Donald Trump's honesty comes through, as well as what this uh, text did. <laughs> and you raise did. a good
2: point, Se- <clears throat> Cheryl. She she married a billionaire. And you have to, it begs the question whether she would have married him if he wasn't a billionaire.
1: Right. Well, well, well that's a you that's a it, whole other show, okay? We're, 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 we're A gonna billionaire with small I wanted, hands. I, I want to, oh, Neil, you had to go there, right? I want to thank you both, Neil Dropkin and Sterling Downey, for joining us tonight and putting in your views and your vote on whether love and politics can mix. Thank you both for joining us.
2: Cheryl, it was a delight to be with you.
1: Thank you so much. We'll have so to delightful. About. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you look better in a skirt than me, so I'm not sure I'm <laughs> going to have Sterling back on the show. Coming up, <laughs> we are going to have a quickie with Project Montreal Vice President and Part X businessman Jimmy, Jimmy Zubris. We've got also your KISS calendar coming up and also a giveaway to a workshop I'm having right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I think it's special, it's find your back. So turn around and I'll pick up the slide. Yeah! Take a to the branch! <laughs>
0: to Solo in the City with Cheryl Bessner on News Talk Radio CJAD 800
1: We are back. We have been talking about what else? The election just happened or the inauguration just happened in the US. We're talking about love and politics. But before we bring in our quickie guest, and uh, yes, you are going to meet him very shortly. His name is Jimmy Zubris, and um, he is very involved in the political arena and also vets a lot of the people that are going to become city councillors in Montreal. I want to do a little bit of the KISS calendar because it is all about what's going on and getting up and getting out and getting social because I want to help you be your own matchmaker. So starting off on Monday, if you like listening to Sweet Melodies presented by the Schulich School of Music, you can listen to music on Monday night at their concert hall, and you can go on to their website. Um, You can do it through mcgill.ca backslash music.com. /events and find out about the event that's taking place Monday night. Tickets are $18. Also on Monday night, I will be hosting the Make Love Happen webinar. Check out my website to find out how you can get online and be part of the webinar. It's a 4-week free webinar session that I'll be doing every Monday night to help you what else? Get up, get out and get social. Then on Sunday, if you are a car enthusiast, Yep, it's the Montreal Auto Show and it's taking place at Palais des Congres. You can also get uh, tickets online for that and check it out on the SalonAutoMoreal.com for more information. There's also the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts. They have the collections and discovery exhibit that's going on. And um, I have to say, I love going down to the museum. And I want to also say that I'm going to be approaching some of the museums in Montreal because I was just in Florida and the Pam, that's the Perez, and um, it's the Perez, and now I can't even remember what Pam stands on, but it's one of the museums in Montreal, in um, Miami, and every third Thursday, they open up their doors at night from 6 to 10 p.m., and what they do is they bring in local talent, bands come out to play, you can buy a drink, you can take a tour of the museum. I think that this is a fantastic date night. And when I say date night, remember, I'm talking to all of you, whether you're in a couple or not, this is for you. Wednesday night, the um, workshop that I'm hosting with Pazit Perez, the Make Love Happen workshop, we do have one seat that we are still keeping for somebody who will call in 844-744-SOLO and be our guest, Cantors, is going to be sponsoring a light dinner for us that night and we are going to help you get up, get out and get social and be your own matchmaker once again. And then don't forget February 3rd we are doing our Solo in the City live studio audience right here on CJAD. It's for a very small group of people. We have two spots left for that. It takes place at 11.30 a.m. Friday, February 3rd and we will be talking about successful dating what are your successful dating stories and i'm going to also give you tips now let's get to our quickie and i want to really say thank you very much to jimmy Zorbis um, we all know him he has a great stationery store but also he is the project montreal vice president and park x businessman welcome to the show jimmy
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on to the show to discuss love and politics is because of the children or, you know, the young adults that you work with. And I'm sure that there's lots of conversations that go on between you and them about relationships and politics and how they work together in this day and age, especially for the younger generation, these millennials that are having trouble with their love lives in many cases. It,
3: it's one of the interesting things because anytime I've, I've spoken to people who want to get involved in politics and not only just to be a candidate, but also even to work in politics, um, there's sort of a different conversation for men than there is for women. Right. And men, for some reason I find make decisions a lot quicker. So when I tell somebody, Hey, there's a job for you here. What do you think? All right, let's go. I think I can do this. Uh, the women seem to have a more of a reflex that, I need to take a step back. Let me talk to my partner. I, I don't know if this is the right move for me. And it, it, it it's incredible that you have to, the process has to be longer. And it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good reflex. It's not a bad reflex. But we have to take that into account, right? Because as we reach, you know, it's, as our prime minister said, it's 2015 or 2016, right. uh, 2017 now. Now, uh,
1: 2017, uh, that's right. had, it's caught up with us. <laughs> I was trying to think when the election was.
3: Uh, we want more diversity of people in politics, right? We want cultural communities. We want women. And we need to make an effort for that, right? We almost have to do what I call as a, a reverse discrimination. Uh, Ten people apply for the post, interview the women. Uh right look at look, you know it can't all be we can't decide between men
1: so we're talking right now about love and politics on soul in the city on CJAD 800 and one of the things is also about being politically correct right yes, it's not yes. just about what your political beliefs are but it's also being politically correct and that's happening more and more within the political arena is what you're talking about right
3: and also with social media and everything you know <laughs> but doesn't
1: that kind of show you that you know Especially, I, I want to say because I've done a show um, with millennials as well, and and a lot of the conversation was, well, things have changed, you know, times have changed, we're equal, except what you're saying and what you just said about men make the decision faster. You were, you and I were talking about the fact that a lot of this is based on the fact that women do reflect more on their their relationship status and yes. the people around them, so on a certain level, as much as things have changed, that maternal instinct no. seems to come out.
3: It doesn't change that. It, it seems, doesn't, it right? Doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, and, and I've spoken and I mean, Neil could probably speak to it too from, you know, when he was with, with more involved with the conservative party. Um, Anytime time we've we've had a post, and you know whether I, I come to you and I say Cheryl, you need to run. You're fantastic. Whatever your first reason. Yeah, no, I'm
1: very non political. Wrong person. <laughs> I'm all about love. You'd no, I want to spread the love. <laughs> but but I'm saying even
3: if I was to tell you, you'd say, hold on, let me take a look back. You know, I I, I got to talk to my partner, um, my kids. They're not at the right age. I'm not sure. Maybe I want to have kids. If you're younger, There that maternal instinct. And, and we need to make an effort, right? And that's why more and more, uh, you see governments, uh, the city of Montreal, uh, putting in more and more features to help families, to help women wh- who have kids, who have to take care of the kids, single parents uh, to help them out too. So that has to be part of the, the equation, right? Especially, especially if we want a government, we want people involved in politics that really reflect our society, that it's not just, you know, the, the oh, middle-class white male and in Quebec, you know, that middle-class French Canadian male, right? We want everybody involved And I think that's an important thing and, and that's, you know, and that's part of your relationship too, right? You need to, you need to discuss with your partner. And, and I think Sterling touched on this. You get involved in politics, it changes your life.
1: Well, and, but that's one of the things is, you know, again, Here we are. We had Sterling. And by the way, if you guys missed any of tonight's show, you can follow us on SoundCloud and hear every part of tonight's show because it was a very interesting and heated, politically heated debate at some times. But one of the things he was saying was when he got involved in politics, and as you said, men make the jump faster, in your opinion, from Mm. what you've done than the women women, do, he kind of didn't pay attention The first time around to the relationship. And he says he's learned from that now.
3: The other thing that I've done is that anytime uh, I've I've spoken to a woman who wants to get involved in politics, I've tried to find her somebody around with her situation or her, her background to speak to for a little while, or maybe even pass a day at city hall or, or in parliament or somewhere to sort of say, what's it like? The nine to five days are gone it ain't gonna happen get ready for that Uh, you you know an emergency can happen it doesn't happen often thank god but it'll happen uh you might be called in for a meeting or or a meeting might go long you got to be ready for that so you need you you definitely need a support support of your partner support of your family if you're a single mother obviously uh, daycare or, or or any other feature but that's an important part of the relationship too and i think we need to prepare people better to get into politics that Things like, like Sterling says, he's, he screwed up with certain sense. He wasn't prepared for it. And you know, he, he moved on and his partner moved on. And like he said, they have a great relationship now, probably better than they did before.
1: You're the only one out of the group that actually is married and, and 28, you, years, 28 next week, years next I- week, next <laughs> week. Congratulations. Well, let me get to next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're going to. We have a text uh, A text that came in and somebody was asking about if there is a online dating app that um, reflects political beliefs. And yes, there is. It's yes. Candidate.com. So if you're interested in politi- uh, politics and you want to be able to discuss it on a first date, because we already know i I guess, uh, against discussing politics on a first date. If you want to, though, Candidate.com is the place for you. So you've managed, you and your wife, yep. you have the same political beliefs?
3: We have the same core values. My we, wife and I don't agree on a lot of things, but we have the same core values um, uh, on, on the way to raise our children. On, on, certain, uh, on the key issues of society, uh, there's a lot of issues. My, and my wife is a lot more excited about politics than I am. She gets upset sometimes or whatever. I've learned, though, I think over the years to be a lot more calmer. But you know, when it comes to certain uh, issues, like you know today, what the women were marching for, whatever, we're right. on the same page. There's no, uh, we don't vary at all.
1: It's interesting. I I just want to kind of finish off with this. Uh, sometimes you don't necessarily know for sure what your other partner thinks. Because I just met somebody, a couple in Florida, and when I asked them who they voted for, they both said. Well, the husband said, we voted Trump, and the wife just kind of, uh, you know, stood there looking at me, and then she kind of mumbled around a little bit, and I don't think she actually voted for him. Anyway, I want to thank you so much, Jimmy, for coming and sharing, you know, your... You know your experience with you know your long congratulations again twenty eight years next week twenty eight years that's amazing and also you know for what you know and understand about the political arena and how people are crossing that divide so thank you very, thank much. You very much I also want to thank Andrew and Melinda in the tech and for producing such a great show join us next week as i broadcast get this live from la i will be live in la with the founder of fearless living rhonda Britton, and communications expert steve Rohr will be joining us again as we talk about fearless dating until then remember to keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss good night everybody